Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mino Line Media presents the Business First Podcast. Hey all, and welcome to a new episode of Business First with Sonia Aline. I am your host. And today we welcome back... Lisa Ascalis, my very dear friend, who is also known as the Inventress. Welcome, Lisa. Sonia, thank you so much for having me. A wonderful introduction. And yes, you are my dear friend, too. Right back at you. You know, Lisa, what's, um, you know, when we talked about you coming back on, it's hard to believe. So you were one of the very first guests. You might have been guest number two when we started almost three seasons ago. And um, for those of you listening in the audience, or those of you who may have um, heard that show, Lisa is the premier person when it comes to bringing a product to market. Um, so when we call her the inventress, it's that that's a real um, that's a, a real moniker because everything from conception, even though a lot of people may have the ideas already. Uh, Alisa will help you conceive the idea, develop the consumption out, um, do everything from patents to prototypes to bringing it to market and getting her clients on platforms like HSN and QVC. Um, but one of the reasons, and I want us to talk a little bit more about that, but one of the reasons Lisa is back to talk with us is that she's created a platform of her own. So tell us a little bit more about that, Lisa. So excited. Thank you so much for that, Sonia. It's, um, it is so wonderful. And it, it is, I mean, I've, uh, we have developed a business. My business is called Inventing A to Z. And like Sonia said, I help people take products from concept to fruition. And I say the right way, because uh, there's a right way and there's a wrong way of doing things and everything in between from a napkin idea all the way to the marketplace. And uh, so I, I've been uh, working on and developing products for over 35 years with many patents and trademarks, et cetera. Um, and uh, I, I branched out and started helping other people to develop products and, and receive patents and trademarks and, and everything else, too, and get them on the QVCs and the HSN uh, shopping networks out there, as well as Shop HQ. And um, in developing other people's products, uh, when you're a new entrepreneur, begin, you know, just starting out, you may not necessarily have the capital or the the um, the amount of money it takes to get on the larger shopping networks. So I said, why not start uh, a shopping network that I can provide, um, give access to those who don't have uh, much inventory. So yeah, so I started the Inventor Spotlight TV, Inventor Spotlight TV, ISTV, super proud. Thank you for the introduction to Inventor Spotlight TV. It launched um, this summer this summer and um, doing very, very well, have recorded about eight segments. And the show is all about, as I said before, bringing inventors and entrepreneurs, budding inventors and entrepreneurs on with their 
product ideas and getting them branded on a platform where they can showcase without having hundreds of thousands of units or spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on merchandise and inventory to get started. Uh, And they get branded right there, right right there on the show. Right there. You know, when you were were first on the show, um, a lot of the conversation during that time was uh, the word was probably overused, but it was pivot. It was what all businesses were trying to do to pivot because of the, you know, the challenges of the pandemic, trying to do business with this um, this event. Right. This pandemic that we had never experienced before. And it kept all of us home and we all had to get really creative. Um, what have you seen from that time in terms of the inventor mindset and the process to move things and even you creating your own platform? What would you say are some of the shifts in terms of how business people have started thinking since that time, since we've now come come through this pandemic? Um, what lessons or what things have you seen um, that would be relevant to share with this audience. Sure. So I love that you called it an event because I think people are so <laughs> over calling it what it was, <laughs> what it was, what it still is, but we don't care about that. It's the event. It's the event that happened. It was the event. <laughs> so since that event, yes, so much has happened. The minds have shifted. I've seen the shift in the creative brain, Sonia. It's incredible. It's remarkable. The most, and I don't want to call anybody negative. So the most, um, the people who their minds were inside have come out. They've expanded their brains and and, um, accepted the fact that they can they can be entrepreneurs, they can build and do anything, especially women. So I've seen such a shift in so many people uh, accepting the fact that they can become entrepreneurs more than ever before. So, I mean, people who thought, you know, uh, it was more uh, unlikely to start a business. I've heard people say, I can't do that. I've heard more cans over the last, is it year, two years now? Yeah, two years. Ever, ever. It's I can, I can, I can, I must, I can, I must, and I will. I can, I must, and And these these folks are doing it. I've seen it happen firsthand. So do you think it's the uncomfortability of uh, what we experienced, what we went through that made people, do you you think it's a forced shift? Uh, Because many people were forced to shift. Um, but what is it that, because this is a good thing, right? So there are always benefits from, from situations that we think are, and, and, and there's, there's a whole, you know, you can, you can look back in history and see some of the, the biggest businesses, the most successful businesses were started in depressing times. Yeah. Right. And so there's something about this, that time when people are, um, when, when they feel challenged, when they feel destitute, when they're suffering, when they're, uh, uh, grieving that there's something that happens to the creative spirit that makes um, that makes these 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 things possible that you're seeing, right? So yeah, I think it's a couple of things. It's a forced shift, and then it's an awakening. You know, a, a lot of uh, you know there are people who went to work every single day, nine to five. You know, traveled on the on the subways and whatever buses, transportation, and you know, were spending four hours a day, you know, on on transportation. During this the uh, episode, or what did we call it? The event. The event. <laughs> During the event that happened, people realized how much time they were spending traveling. Yeah. And I mean, some some people very very fortunate that they were able to keep their jobs and and stay at home and work from home. And um, 
realized how much time they were spending traveling and how much creativity they were able to have by staying at home. So, so a lot of things happened. So being out of work forced people to do something else. They had to make money. So yeah, we got to make money. This incredible event that happened that scared the heck out of people forced them to look inward and start creating. What are we going to do about this? We can't stay here. If we stay here, we'll be destitute and we won't have food and we won't have money. So we got to figure something out. And so, you know, we've we've had um, even a couple of your clients have have been on our show. We've been lucky to have folks on here to, to talk about what that journey looks like. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when we think about entrepreneurship, and, and we, I, I believe we talked about this when you were on the last time, people think about starting a business that folks already are familiar with, mm-hmm. right? In Whether it's in fashion or um, uh, decor or home maintenance or beauty. And it, a lot of times people start thinking about businesses, they think about creating something that, that folks may be already familiar with and just creating a, a um, an innovative piece to that. When you're talking about inventing a lot of times, you're talking about bringing something forth that probably doesn't exist, that no one, that you're going to have to educate people on the importance of. Um, and that's a different type of, of coaching that goes on in terms of business coaching. And so how is it, how are you managing or working with clients who come to you and say, particularly with more information out there and with your platform now, I'm sure you're getting more people coming to you saying, you know what, I had an idea, you know, or I have an idea. Um, what's the process for actually moving this, this idea forward? So, you know, so during that time, so many people um, re, um, I guess, relaunched in their brains products that they had in their heads many years mm-hmm. ago. So many people came to me and said, you know what? I had an idea 15 years ago right. and it's time. It's time for me to go to somebody and find somebody who would actually help me do this because I don't know what to do or how to start. Uh, so when when someone comes to me, like I'm going to use one of my clients, Pocket Protector, came to me with an idea, and I mean she had she had a prototype, and um, but what do I do with that prototype? So I walk people through the process. So there's there's a process and there's steps, and I think it's the most difficult thing for for people to to understand um, that there there are costs associated with developing products. This cost associated with manufacturing, and it, it's it's very intimidating thinking about thinking about those things. So what I do with my clients is take them one step at a time, step by step. Do one thing at a time. So develop that prototype and let's create from there. Let's find out how much this would cost to create um, a few hundred of these items and have it built the right way. So that they're not overwhelmed. You know, you go to a lot of these invention uh, companies, and I, I'm not putting myself in that that category. I'm product development. What do I call myself? Oh, I call myself the inventress. So I go I go into a different mode and just say, to, you know, take it easy. Let's walk through this. So again, I take them one step at a time through the process from a prototype to finding out how much it's going to cost to actually create this product if you want to uh, put it on the broad market. There's licensing opportunities, which is another conversation. But just starting from the beginning and taking baby steps 
is what I do with my clients so they're not so overwhelmed. And I have to say this too. Most people come to me and say, how do I get a patent? Should I get a patent right now? Everybody thinks they, they need a patent immediately. And that's not necessarily the case. So all everybody out there listening, no, you don't have to get a patent first. That's the first thing you could, you know, think about this. You're patenting something that doesn't exist if you're patenting an idea. Okay. So I walk you through those steps. I tell you, no, 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 no. Let's not get a patent right now. Let's take a look at a prototype. Let's see if it's functioning. Let's show you've seen uh, Shark Tank. Let's take a look at proof of concept mm -hmm. to see if it works first. And uh, let's do maybe let's do a search to, once we've created a working prototype and then look into possibly protecting the product. Right. And, you know, I've, I've heard and I know you hear this all the time from people who are developing products and looking at prototypes. It can change. So you can have a great idea on paper. It can look great. And then, you know, by the time you actually get that first prototype in hand, you recognize that it's not as functional and, and that you need to, to, to make some some more changes. And that can be sometimes a little devastating. Or disappointing, maybe not maybe that devastating, but disappointing to a person who, you know, has believed that what they've seen on paper is going to be a functional um, product. But the the folks that I know who have worked with you, that's part of what they appreciate. You being able to guide them through the process and saying like, no, it's not over at this point. It's just time for us to look at it a little differently before we before we move on. That's right, because it doesn't always work. You know, what you have on paper doesn't necessarily work. And I mean, it could be the simplest of items. It could be the simplest of, uh, it could be an accessory that you in your in your mind think will work because this is how it looks on paper. And until you have that working, functioning product or prototype, you really don't, you really should not uh, put a patent on it, getting back to that. And, um, and, but you have to be patient, Sonia. There's a lot of people out there who aren't. This is a journey. Inventing, manufacturing, prototyping is a journey. And you're nine times out of 10 going to have more than one. You know, I, I want the listeners out there to know it's not a one and done. It could be one in right. 50 prototypes. Right. And that's a reality. Right. I'm speaking such reality these days, Sonia. I have to. <laughs> that like to you know, have to, yes. I don't want people walking in and getting disappointed. The first thing people ask me all the time is how long is this going to take before I even wow. know what the product is? Wow. They'll, they'll you know, sign on to my website and fill out the cognito form that I have on, on my site. And the question in the form before I even send them a non-disclosure agreement is, how long is this going to take? <laughs> wow. When am I going to make a million dollars? <laughs> I don't know what your product is. Let's walk through it step by step. Let's take the journey together. I'll hold your hand. I will inspire you, lift you up and um, do it the right way. Yeah. You know, I'm laughing, but I think that that's what, you know, when an idea pops into someone's head, you do, yeah, you believe like this is the million dollar idea. This is the million dollar product. This is what I'm going to, this is going to be my legacy here. 
on on the planet, right? This is this is this is going to leave wealth. This is going to leave a legacy of wealth for for my family. So yeah, so there's this there's this um, hyper sensitivity around it and wanting things to happen right away. But every aspect of business, I think that's what every entrepreneur learns or every inventor will learn during this process that. Uh, it does take time that you are going to make mistakes and that, the, and that the mistakes are okay, right? The mistakes are just learning lessons so that you can get stronger for the next step or the next stage of this journey. And you're supposed to, it's, it's not even, you know, it's, you're, you're supposed to trip up and learn from, you know, it, I mean, something may need a screw in one spot and not in the other and it's okay. You know, and, and people do get devastated. You were using the right words because some people do. So I'm these days I'm trying to avoid the devastation by telling people, like I said, you could be creating many prototypes and not just you yourself physically. I mean, I take people and I have engineering team and I have manufacturers who will create prototypes based upon what you created. Or, you know, try to take that concept out of your brain and develop something. And when we provide that information to an engineer or manufacturer, it it, it may not come back the way you envisioned it because they can't, they're not mind readers. That's why, again, you know, when you're, when you're developing a product, um, drawing things out and understanding, uh, uh, actually describing every part of your uh, prototype or idea is important because, Nobody can read your brain. You know what's in, you know what's in your head. You yeah. know what you want it to look like, yeah. and it may come back not looking like that. Like that. So, yeah. um, and people do get disappointed. But just this business takes a lot of patience, faith, patience, perseverance. Yeah, it really does. And, and you really have to believe in what you're doing. You have right. to believe in it. You can't. You know this. You know, I, I ask people all the time, I say, okay, when somebody comes to me for a consultation, the first thing I say is, okay, did you watch Shark Tank last night? And you just, you, you saw something on Shark Tank and they, a Mark Cuban or Damon John gave them a million dollars for uh, 5% of their company. And you said, I, I want that to happen to me. Right. If that is you, this is not a good way to start because right. it's a fantasy. Yeah. Okay. And what so, people don't realize is that all of those uh, people who appear in front of the sharks, mm-hmm. we only get the edited version of their presentation. They spend right. hours with these people. They're not making these decisions off of a three-minute um, presentation. We're getting what, what we see on television is the edited version. They, this is a long process. It's a detailed process before... Um, people are signing on to a, a particular million dollar or multi-million dollar idea. Yes. You know, and I, I had the um, wonderful privilege and opportunity to spend several days with the sharks in, uh, in California. It was the most incredible experiences I have to say. Um, I was able to go on set and watch them from very, very early in the morning. I, mm-hmm. The days that I spent there, watched them in action and every entrepreneur inventor who walked on set was walking on set for the first time so when you see damon and kevin and mark and Lori and barbara and all these folks this is all happening real time and like you said sonia everything is edited so they're and these folks are staying there from seven o'clock in the morning until very very late at night yeah. uh, while these yeah. people present and showcase their product for the first time in front of these people all right 
What did you learn from the Sharks? I remember when you when you were with them, and I remember it was a very exciting time watching all of these very successful people in action. What did you take away from that respect. experience? Respect, mm. respect. That's all. When I got on my flight from LA to Newark Airport, I had such um, a brand new, uh, everything in my head shifted when I when I thought about them and what they did and how their show uh, functioned because we're only seeing a very truncated version of what actually happens. So I looked at them with such a different level of respect and, and I, you know, they work very, very hard. Those sharks work so hard to be where they are today. You know, they talk about a little bit, you hear a little bit, you know, interviews from each one of them on different shows, but I, I've never seen a harder group, uh, a harder working group of people. You know, when I saw them sitting there, I'm telling you seven o'clock when I got there at 7am when, when, you know, we were able to get into the on set and they were already there. Yeah. We're already there and staying until late at night and with passion, with passion. and resilience. I So that's what I walked away with, a, a greater, um, uh, just a, a, I valued and I uh, with such gratitude for them and what they do. So grateful for them sharing what pe- most people don't know that they're sharing. Right, right. So I want to go back to... Um, you know, when, when we talked about your show being an alternative to the QVCs and the HSNs, I think that anybody who's ever wanted to think about being on that show recognizes that there's, like you said, there's there's a huge upsell. There's a huge amount of money that you may have to put up front in terms of having product available. Because if you go on and people like your stuff, they have to be able to fulfill uh, these requests. Mm-hmm. What is it... Um, what can people expect to pay? And I and, and and I know it depends on the um on the type of product and how many times they might do a prototype and 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 all of the intricacies of, of developing these 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 products. But for someone who is wanting to bring a product to market, what is a, a, say a range? Um, maybe maybe what's the, the least you've ever seen somebody spend? And maybe the most you've 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 had someone spend to be able to bring the product um, from the prototype to actually getting it to getting it manufactured and then you know getting it through a, some sort of distribution channel. I I love this question because I literally just had this. I just manufactured, or I'm in the process of manufacturing the least expensive product I've ever manufactured. Oh, wow. Okay. Quantity-wise and everything. And I'm shocked that the manufacturers actually allowed us to have a minimum order. It's an MOQ or a minimum order quantity, such as what we have, because it's a very, very low-priced item. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it's a toothpick. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to say, you know, just get but Absolutely not. Let's yeah. just say it's a toothpick, mm-hmm. okay? So this toothpick... Uh, we have, we've manufactured, we're in the process of manufacturing 100,000 units. And the toothpick is 0.0236 cents to create. And the the total cost to manufacture is about $3,000. That is the least I've ever seen anything being manufactured for mm-hmm. shipping will be a thousand dollars so and this person will be able to market this product 
So, I mean, for a very small amount of money, that's really nothing. Right. $3,000, $4,000 to, to have an entire product. You have a business. You've just created an entire business because this person, I actually did the packaging, prototyping, logo, design, everything. Wow. So this person is starting a business for under $5,000. Wow, that's incredible. Of course, they have to build a website. Right. And right. Market. But so that's the least amount, the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to give you the last two or three years. 100000 150000 Okay. All righty. Those are still really good numbers when you think mm-hmm. about, yeah, when you when you think about everything that's involved, right? Because the manufacturing, there's shipping, there's, there's all of these things that... Um, that go into, and depending on the product, right? Because it can be as small as a toothpick, but it could be as big as, you know, as, as, your, as your mind can imagine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, all right. So that's that, that gives the audience a sense of um, if they're looking for financing or if they are, are, are thinking about, you know, oh, I can't do this. It gives them an idea uh, that they can actually, it's, it is possible. Right. They can. Right. As the other thing, too, is you don't have to do everything at once. Right. And so and, and, and I've heard you suggest that this as well, like just get started because there's something about getting started that creates a momentum yes. that creates opportunity. Yes. And so it's important that you at least just get started. It really is important that you just get started, you know, just and, and just and not overwhelm yourself. Don't look at, I mean, you know, most people say you got to look at the whole picture. Don't look at the whole picture. Don't look in at this, the whole picture. In this instance, <laughs> think big, think big, but don't look at the whole picture. Don't look at the whole picture. Is that picture. an oxymoron? Stay, stay myopic. <laughs> exactly. Stay myopic. Yeah, if you look at the whole picture, you won't want to get out of bed. <laughs> you won't. It's overwhelming. It's too much. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Because, and the thing is, my creative mind is I do see the whole picture. Like, you know, when I get ideas, I do see everything. And, but, and I think that that has also been my, my personal challenge, right? Instead of saying, okay, like, okay, what do I do right now? And how can I optimize things in this moment? I always, sometimes I do see things way beyond where I am in, in, in the present moment. And I'm worried about the things that I'm not going to be able to accomplish (laughs) that far out instead of worrying about the things that I can accomplish in the present moment. But I can also say that my lessons have been that if I just work what I'm doing, like if I work in the present moment and keep going, some door always opens or some opportunity (laughs) happens or someone shows up. So, um, yes. And we've talked about this. So I know that you, you understand that as well. Wait, so I have to say this, you should envision the big picture. Okay. Envision the big picture. Envision it. But then come back, back. come back, (laughs) come back and let's take it one step at a time to get to that big picture. And that's, that's your brilliance. Like that's, that's why people need you because you know exactly where to start and how to take, as you said earlier, how to take those, those steps to be able to move to the next, to the next level. Yes, Sonia, because if you don't have that big vision, you won't go anywhere. So you have to have the yeah. big vision, which it is overwhelming, but just come to me, 
come to me, I'll walk you through it. Baby steps Baby through steps. the entire <laughs> process. So you don't have to be, I, I understand that. Let me right. tell you something. I, I lay in bed and think really big. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's too much. It's yeah. too much. So baby steps into what you're doing. And I can certainly help you to do that one step at a time. I love lifting it. you up two hands at a time two and sometimes at a time. you know yeah, I foot sometimes yes right <laughs> yeah. yeah so absolutely, absolutely. Yes. yeah anybody well, can let's talk a little bit more about the show so you you know in the beginning of the of the segment you said that you had started this to really showcase uh, uh inventors who you know may not have the opportunity to be on these these bigger shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so what can people expect from um, Inventor Spotlight TV? So what they can expect is to, number one, walk in the door and have a blast. They're going to come in and dance and have a really good time. But they can expect their product to be branded, uh, showcased, and highlighted in the most incredible light. Uh, you know, if you've seen, if the, you, you know, the people who are watching or listening have seen QVC or HSN, you see how these products are showcased and highlighted, um, but we're doing it in a different way. I'm allowing you the opportunity to really talk about what your product is from your heart and soul and giving you a platform that you can really talk about it and embrace the love and the passion you have for it with having very... Uh, small quantities because everybody deserves a seat at the table. You may not have a seat immediately at the QVC or HSN table, but you could certainly sit at mine. Right. Sit at my table and get that opportunity to showcase what you have dreamed about, what you have um, thought about, what you have passion for and uh, get that product branded because it, it really is that type of platform, Sonia. It's, I'm so proud of it. I really am. Oh, I'm proud I mean, of you and excited thank for you. you. What, what is the application process? For... Okay, so, sure. So if they go to, if everyone out there, if everyone, I'm saying, everyone. you hear what I say. <laughs> if everyone out there goes to inventorspotlighttv.com, uh, there is a form that they can fill out to find out how to, um, how they can apply to get on the show. There's a criteria. Obviously, you have to have a product. It has to be a, a well-packaged, uh, well-produced product. And you have to have at least 200 units so that okay. you can provide wow. inventory. You know, we are we put you on, this is live on, on uh, different social media platforms, digital platforms, and um, people are purchasing on the spot. You're, you're, you should be able to ship merchandise to the customers who are purchasing product mm-hmm. and stand behind your product, very important, and provide that inventory. So we check to make sure that you have the inventory. Right. Not that we don't trust you. Right, but you have to make sure. You have to make sure, yes. But I love that it's a 200 unit yeah. minimum um, because that is doable for a lot of folks because what is it for QVC? Is it, is it something in like the hundreds of thousands or at least a hundred thousand? So units? yeah, I mean, they'll start out with, I mean, most of the time it's 2,500 units or more. If you're an okay. product, there's drops. Okay. That's a little bit different, but usually it's, you know, it's, it's, it's relatively, you know, it's not inexpensive. Right. And you're right. just, when you're just starting out. Right, right. And so folks should should also know that you work as a so you you also continue to work as a broker for those 
platforms as well. So aside from helping people move their product through the process, uh, you also work as a broker to get products on um, the major platforms as well, the the HSNs and the QVCs. Yeah, so I'm an agent. I'm an agent for many clients who I I don't manufacture for, and uh, I'm in Tampa now. I'm putting products on HSN as we speak. So one of my clients is going on air tomorrow morning, tomorrow night, next on Monday. And uh, so, yes, I continue to do that. So I have this incredible relationship with buyers at QVC and HSN as well as Shop HQ for many, many years. And it continues. So as Sandra Bookman said, you know, you know, it's a springboard. She said to me, Lisa, so is uh, Inventor Spotlight TV a springboard or are you going to be the next QVC? HSN. I said, well, Sandra, you just never know, do you? But at least this is <laughs> this is a jumping off point. And um, it's a very professional looking, you know, place mm. because it is. It's actually it's actually TV, guys. It's a very professional shoot. You look amazing. We help you to look even better. And um, yeah, you can get to that space. And we love to be able to um, showcase and highlight products so that you can show it to the QVCs and the HSNs of the world. And that's actually what's happening. So I'm showing QVC and HSN our um, recording that we've done for the Mm -hmm. inventors, showing their brands and showing how good they look, how good, how they show up and show out on TV. And it gives them an opportunity to be seen from Inventor Spotlight TV to HSN and QBC. Wow. Well, I see that there are going to be a lot of new extensions happening for you. And for those of you listening, um, Lisa is the truth. She's the only Black woman in the space doing this and doing it at this level. And so if you have an idea, if you have a concept, if you have a project, a product, as she said, that you've been sitting on for the last 10, 15, 20 years, um, and, 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 it's, and it's, it's, it's in your soul to move this thing forward, um, you should absolutely, not just because you're my dear friend, but because I've seen you in action, I've been to your events, I've watched the segments on 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 the the QVCs and the HSNs, um, and and know that you're the real deal. And so I'm I'm really uh, happy that you were able to come on. Well, first of all, I'm really excited about this uh, new platform that you're doing, but I'm I'm really grateful that you made time to come on and share your experience and your offering. Um, to the audience. It's an absolute pleasure. I, I want to hug you. I want to hug you and squeeze you. And thank you so much for having me. I miss you so much. I know we have that. We've been, we've been talking and, and, and texting, but we haven't actually uh, been in the same space together in a really, in a really long time. Um, but please let folks know all the different places that they can um, find you, look for you and see you. Sure. Uh, so my uh, one of the websites is we'll start we'll start out slow. OK, <laughs> this is many. No. <laughs> so inventing a T O Z dot com, inventing a T O Z dot com. That's where you come to me and we'll help you get your product started from concept to fruition. And then we'll take the next step. We'll go right to Inventor Spotlight TV. And that website is Inventors SpotlightTV.com. And um, email me, info at inventinghz.com. And certainly love to hear from you. So I know on every single social media. You're on all the social platforms as Twitter. Lisa Ascolise, Mm -hmm. Inventress. 
um, Lisa, I'm going to confuse the heck out of these. <laughs> Tell them, yeah, Google Lisa Askelis. Thank you. Just Google Lisa Askelis. Back in the day when I started, we didn't have to have just one logo. We had many. Yeah. <laughs> now I now I lecture my clients about not doing what I do. What you don't, do? Right? Don't follow what I do and do, <laughs> do as I say. Do what I say, not as I do. Do as right? I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, and the ones who do, as you say, are doing well. And so, um, yes, we're looking forward to hearing more things, um, checking out um, Inventor Spotlight TV. Can we find it on YouTube or is it on your site as well? You can find it on my site and it is also mm-hmm. uh, it is also on YouTube. So go to the site, okay. go to Inventor Spotlight TV, because, of course, you have to fill out the application because right. everyone here wants to be on the show. So right. go to InventorSpotlightTV.com and, um, yes, you'll find it. You'll also find it on YouTube. All right. Well, lots of luck. I know you're in the you're in the in the middle of doing business. You're always doing business um, in Tampa. Uh, get back to us here safely. Um, and in the meantime, everybody check out Lisa Ascalise and Inventress, uh, the Inventress Inventing from A to Z and um, and Inventor Spotlight TV. Did I get it all? You did. You did. You did. It's a lot. So no, I'm a lot. It's a lot. We love, we love that you're a lot. So that's good. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. You're a, um, I love you and I miss you. And I'm going to hug you soon. Soon, soon girl. Very soon. Soon come. Very soon. Okay. Thank you, Lisa. And thank you all for listening. We're going to be back again next week with another dynamic guest. You all take care. The Business First Podcast is hosted and produced by Sonia Aline, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the Business First Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcast. On social media, on IG, at business underscore first underscore podcast. Follow the Mean O'Line Media Podcast Network on IG at Mean O'Line Media. Get the Mean O'Line Media app in the App Store or Google Play. The Business First Podcast is a Mean O'Line Media production. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.